Hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you guys are having a great day today. Hope you enjoyed your Memorial Day yesterday. We had a great show for you. Tried to keep you updated on all the current things that are going on and all the updates on health news. And thank you again for your support. And thank you again for continuing to make Health Masters your number one store for your supplement and nutritional needs. Got a lot of people sending me emails over overnight, asking me again updates on the food buckets. Is obviously people are starting to realize that the the food crisis that's looming is not a joke. I saw the Economist front page newspaper they came out with the other day, or their their paper they came out with. And it said the looming wheat crisis, and it showed these stalks of wheat, and they were basically skulls, which is pretty ominous. I thought it was quite disturbing to have on the front page of The Economist. But again, on the other hand, it makes sense if they're letting you know what they're about to do. As we're seeing more and more plants get caught up under fire, more and more facilities. I saw the article that came out now about in Minnesota with the egg farm up in Wright County, uh, you know, Tresbetch uh, families. They basically have like one of the largest egg farms in the country. I mean, like millions of eggs a day they transport at their peak, and they had a huge, uh, huge chicken house, basically like hundred thousand chickens in it, just randomly catch on fire at ten o'clock p.m. the other night, just randomly, just just go up in a blaze, whole thing, total loss, which is quite sad because I mean, the last thing we need right now is more shortage of chicken and eggs, as people have already seen the price of those go up significantly. But again, I don't think any of this is a coincidence, as it's all starting to happen so quickly. Either 2022 is the unluckiest year for food production facilities, or there's something else going on behind the scenes. And I think people are starting to realize that now. So again, thank you for your patience. The organic food buckets have been continuing to come in small waves, and we're getting them out as we get them in, fulfilling back orders and pre-orders. The meat buckets currently are on hand right now, so if you need any or got to come by the office or need them shipped, be sure to call us up and let us know. So, again, thank you for the support and staying strong. Also, too, first thing I wanted to get into, I told you guys yesterday, the stranger and stranger things have been coming up now about this whole horrific shooting over in Texas. And I saw earlier now that a bunch of the uh, Border Patrol agents that were involved in this, because remember, the, by the way, the Border Patrol agents were the ones that actually went inside and – shot whoever was in there with a gun, so to speak, and the uh, most law enforcement would not do anything. They refused to go in for over an hour, and the Border Patrol agents were the ones that actually went in. And what's interesting now, they were completely uninvited to this ceremony they were having over there now. Told they, they, weren't, they weren't invited any longer. They were no longer invited to come, the Border Patrol agents, which I found to be very interesting, almost like they didn't want them coming in and saying something that they weren't supposed to say because they weren't really supposed to be there. They kind of messed up the entire narrative of what was happening. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. But one thing I did find, and I was researching a lot yesterday, and I was able to verify it the more I dug into it, everybody knows that pretty much any flights – any airplanes that fly around per the FAA and flight following and all types of different discussions with radars and tracking, planes have to be tracked, obviously, because you can't be having mid-air collisions. I mean, that's kind of a big deal. you got planes running into each other up in the air. That's not a good look. And what's interesting, an article came out now from Radar Atlas, and they posted it on uh, basically strange sounds, and it got posted up on Twitter, and more people now have been researching it. It's very interesting is that over in Uvalde, there is Garner Field Airport. Garner Field Airport is a super small airport. Uvalde basically is 
Guy's about 15,000 people, if you look it up on the uh, demographics from 2020. It's about 15,000 people. So it's, just, it's a small town. It's like Auburn that we live in. we got a little little airport down the road from us. Not a big airport. Not really a big reason for much traffic to ever really be there. What's interesting, if you look at flight following in the Radar Atlas, there was a Beechcraft Super King Air 350 that departed from Fort Hood in Texas at 10.15 and arrived, and this is on 5.24, same day as the shooting, entered a flight pattern at 11.16 and landed at 11.25 in Uvalde. Okay? That's three minutes before the shooting started. Now, this is a Beechcraft Super King Air 350. Holds about nine people. It's a pretty good plane. It is registered on the tail number as a U.S. Army military plane, tail number AE-53FB. So this is a plane that guys fly around in. About, like I said, with the pilots, you got about almost a dozen people in the plane max load. So this plane leaves Fort Hood, lands in this tiny little airport that nobody's really ever at, three minutes before the shooting, and lo and behold, it takes back off at 1248. And they said that the culprit was shot at 1250. The plane was almost on the ground for the entire duration of this incident from when the shooting started, when the kid wrecked his truck, allegedly, started shooting outside at a basically a funeral home and individuals, and then allegedly ran inside through an open door with no security and barricaded himself in. Now, I don't know if this plane from Fort Hood was involved in any of this. I'm just telling you guys what they're saying on the flight map, that it's very strange this tiny little plane there's excuse me, this tiny little airport happens to have a beach craft from Fort Hood land there right before the shooting. And by the way, the airport is 3.6 miles away from the elementary school as well. So it wasn't like it was a large or long drive to get anywhere. Almost like somebody was there to maybe monitor what was going on or make sure who was ever there was leaving at the right time they were supposed to leave. Don't know, just throwing it out there, but again, as I told you, something is really, really strange about this whole situation over there, especially now with the border agents being uninvited to that ceremony, and the more continually changing stories we hear, it really troubles me that they're continually trying to do this, and that sadly, the young children that are involved in this, and that people are going along with this and bringing up this, oh, well, we got to make sure we ban everything. Now, now Biden came out the other day and started talking about 9 millimeter ammo said 9mm ammo basically needs to be banned. It's a high-caliber bullet, and it does has no place for anybody except for killing people. Well, I hate to burst his little bubble, but 9mm, especially if it's full metal jacket, it's actually not that lethal. It goes in and out. It's not that effective. That's why 9mm, you got to run like Spear Gold Dot or Hydroshocks or something, you know, Federal Hydroshocks. 9mm ball ammo isn't that effective. 45 ACP is much more effective if you're just running ball-to-ball ammo. And so he's making these comments now, talking about high-caliber ammunition, and nobody needs to be able to have these assault weapons and shoot 9mm ammo. Now, what's interesting about this, right as he does this little podunk moronic speech where he babbles on about 9mm ammo, you now have Trudeau up in Canada who have now proposed a bill that will ban the purchase sale, importation, and transfer of all handguns in the entire country and will require all owners of any type of weapons that they deem military-style to turn those firearms in into a government buyback program. Oh, yeah, that just happened in Canada right now. Full freeze on handgun sales, period. Basically, if you own one, you have to make sure it's registered with the Canadian government, and that's it. It's yours now. 
You can't sell it. You can't transfer it. You can't basically give it to your child. You can't, from what I'm reading, they're saying you can't even like transport it, which I don't know how that's supposed to work. So we're supposed to keep it locked up in your house, in your safe, and you can look at it like it's a relic and put it back in. I, I don't know where, how, how far this is going to go, but again, what, what did you expect out of a country that basically started freezing assets from people that went in and said they didn't want to deal with the COVID vaccine mandates? Just start, throw that out there. So Canada's going full tyrannical now. Now they want to completely and totally freeze all private ownership of any type of weapon that's actually used in a defensive manner. While you got the bumbling buffoon ranting about 9mm ammo prices, which is in turn has already caused 9mm ammo to go through the roof today. I was looking at the prices on the market today. And what's silly about it is 9mm ammo is not hard to get at all. It's like the most common handgun ammo in the entire country. That's why, I mean, NATO uses it. They run it in their Berettas. I mean, this is, this is silly. But again, this is what they have to continue to do to control the narrative is demonize anything that can be used in a defensive manner. And anybody that says otherwise or doesn't go along with this narrative, well, then automatically you've got to call them essentially, you know, a child killer or a gun owner that basically is a racist. They come up with these stupid terms all the time. So understand what they're trying to do and why they're trying to do it and continue to get the truth out there. But again, I figured I'd share that with you guys this morning, that all these things are not coincidental. They happen to take place right around the exact same time, especially with this Beechcraft that came in from Fort Hood. I still am trying to do some more research on that, but I can't get much other than the flights and everything else that occurred with that. What do you think, Dad? Um, well, the the planes at Fort Hood, that's just odd. You know, that, that King Air is a nice plane. It's a twin-engine uh, turboprop. It's got two jet engines to turn propellers. A lot of people don't realize that jet engines are actually used to turn propellers in these turboprops. And it's a very, very nice plane. I mean, it's really a super high-maintenance plane. But it's a real nice plane, and it's commonly used by the military. It's, it seems strange that it would go into a small airport like that and then leave right, you know, during the get there during the shooting and baffed out during the shooting. It's just all odd to me. Uh, all of this stuff is weird. Now, it could be just coincidental. I don't know. Uh, now, as far as the 9mm with, with Biden, I, I like the 9mm round. It's a good round. You have to run losses right. You've got to run hydroshocks with it or gold dots or something with, you know, a little more pep to it or hollow points. Uh, I know I like the, I like the one Glock. I think which, which one is it, Austin? Is it the, what model is that that carries like the 17 rounds of 9mm? Oh, that's the Glock 17 or the Glock yeah. 34. That's my yeah. preference for large, large size. One of them's a double stack magazine, so it's easy to conceal, and I carry that a lot. I really like that weapon. That's really a, it's a, because of the amount of ammo that it carries. I really like it because uh, you can carry a couple extra magazines with it. Heck, you got 50 rounds of ammo with you. So it's it's Glock makes a great gun. Nine millimeters is a great round, but I prefer the 45. But then again. You only get five or six, seven rounds in a gun unless you go with a really big gun like that FNN battle pistol that carries, I think, 17 rounds. That, that's a nice weapon, that, but it's so big you can't conceal it. But 9mm is a, is a great round, but it's not going to stop somebody, you know, without hollow points. You know, I mean, I mean, stop, stop. 45 is much more effective than that. But trying to ban that just is another indication of where Biden's mindset is. I mean, he, just, he doesn't, he doesn't do the guys listen to me. He doesn't do anything. He's, he's reading a script. He's reading a teleprompter. He can't, he can't construct sentences. They don't put him in news conferences anymore. They don't, they don't ask him questions because once he gets off conference, he, you know, off, off the teleprompter, he doesn't know what to say. He's, he's senile. And then as far as them not bringing the, the Border Patrol agents to the White House, that's pretty easy because they can't control the narrative. You know, you start getting reporters in there and they start asking these guys questions. They're going to answer the questions probably legally and legitimately and truthfully. And they don't want them to do that because everything has to be scripted with the White House. They don't want off-camera responses. 
That's why so many talk shows that I've done in the past that I started refusing to do wanted to tape everything. But I've run into the same problem too. A few, uh, a few, actually last year we had a guest come on and we, we ran him live the first hour and after 30 minutes I had to let him go and we had to delete the entire broadcast because I didn't like the content. Now many of you heard that show live if you were listening to the 10 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time show, but uh, you know, anybody else who didn't hear, I mean, the, the show was deleted. I mean, it wasn't even saved into the archives. It was just gone. Because you can't control what people are going to say live unless you get rude to them after they've said something, and the media knows that. They found out a long, long time ago to run taped interviews and then basically edit what they wanted the person to say and not say. I've had that happen to me so many times. It's, like I said just a few moments ago, that's why I stopped doing taped shows. But it, it's interesting to me with all of this stuff. Trudeau is just a communist. We know that. His father was really good friends with Fidel Castro, and many people believe that Trudeau is the son of Fidel Castro because apparently his mother was, how should I say, you know, rumored to have been promiscuous, you know, with Castro. I mean, who knows? These people are so sick at the highest levels with their wife swapping and their lifestyles and their sexual perversions. It's unbelievable. And once you start to understand that this whole group is just a bunch of Satans running around running the planet, you start to understand why. I watched a movie the other night, and I'm not going to promote the movie. It was dealt with a wild Wall Street guy, and I couldn't believe the debauchery that was involved in Wall Street up in New York and the, and the orgies and all the other crazy stuff they were involved in. I mean, it was a sick movie. And, and you start thinking, are they really like that? And I'm here to tell you, they really are like that. They're a bunch of perverts is what they are. And they don't care who they sleep with or what they sleep with. And, you know, they're just a bunch of sickos. It's like, it's like, it's like Bernard Keynes, you know, Keynesian economics. Nobody knows. And you look at his Wikipedia page. He's a big time flaming homosexual. I mean, he's a weirdo. And he came up with Keynesian economics later on in his life. He married a ballerina. He kept his weirdo guy friend hanging out with them both. I mean, he's just sick. He's a pervert. He died in his sixties. Like I told you the other day, most of these guys are very, very unhealthy. And what can he? What happened is he came up with Keynesian economics, which means, or supply side economics, which means that you have to continually to you have to continually debase the currency and increase the amount of currency in circulation in order to compensate for the debt being paid back to the Federal Reserve Bank and to cause inflation at around six percent. So what he's saying is that you have to inflate the currency by six percent to maintain enough capital in circulation. Well, the only reason you have to do that is because it's a debt-based currency system and the debt's never printed. So you have to constantly inflate the currency, which is a, which basically is a type of socialism. And now, now they're coming out. There's this article from Zero Head that says, you know, Keynes, you know, was basically a communist, a commie. And he goes, here's, here's a quote. Here's a quote from Lenin. Lenin is said to have declared the best way to destroy the capitalistic system is to debauch the currency. By continuing a process of inflation, which is what Keynes promoted, governments can confiscate secretly and unobserved an important part of the wealth of their citizens. By this method, they will not only confiscate, but they will also they will confiscate arbitrarily. And while the process impoverishes many, it actually enriches some. This would be like Jeff Bezos and the boys. As the inflation proceeds and the real value of the currency fluctuates wildly from month to month, all permanent relations between debtors and creditors which form the ultimate foundation of capitalism, become so utterly disordered that they're almost meaningless. Lenin was clearly right. There's no subtler, no sure means of overturning the existing basis of a society that's debauched, debauched the currency. The process engages all of the hidden forces of economic law on the side of destruction. This is called Babylonian money magic, is what it says. You know, in, in basically Edward Fuller's was Keynes' a socialist paper published in 1919, 
the Cambridge Journal of Economics, full look at whether John Maynard Keynes, the chief architect behind the entire edifice of conventional economics and arguably its intellectual descendants like modern monetary theory, was a socialist. He compared the defenses as Keynes as a liberal who wanted to, quote, save capitalism against various writings corresponding in accounts of Keynes himself. You know, Keynes supported the Bolshevik Revolution. Okay, over the course of his career, Keynes authored numerous odes to socialism, fraternized with notorious socialite like George Bernard Shaw, the head of the Fabian Society, and Owen Mosley, who founded the Socialist Party in 1931 of the United States, which later morphed into the British Union of Fascists. Keynes supported the Bolshevik Revolution, even though he had, it had seized power in a coup d'état against was only a democracy elected government in Russia's history. <laughs> was it at the 1917 club where the members of the Fabian Society met? The Fabians wanted to usher in global communists, all head by the Kabbalists, by the way, by the international bankers. But instead of doing that through sudden violent revolutions, a la Marx, they wanted to take their time. This is what people need to realize about Keynes. And that's why I remember when I was in graduate school at FSU and I was being taught about economics, Keynes was like a hero. I mean, he was basically, you know, here's another quote, the work of monetary cranks like John Bernard Keynes taught in modern universities, the notion that government spending only has benefits and never costs. The government, after all, can always print more money or that has to borrow more money. It faces no real constraints. So what's interesting about this, when I started asking questions, you know, 40 years ago in the MBA program, it was all about Keynesian economics. Don't you remember when, um, when Richard Nixon – started balancing the budget and balancing the debt and started paying off the debt. It contracted the M1 money supply and put the country into a recession. You guys don't remember this, but Clinton did the same thing. He started trying to balance the budget and started cutting back on the debt, paying off the national debt, and it basically contracts the money supply because there's only enough money supply added by debt that if you take all let – me, let me slow down here for you new listeners. Here's how it works. If I bought the island of Grenada, which haven't been like I would have that kind of money to do something like that. If I if I had somebody gave me the island of Grenada, but I had to have money there on Grenada in order to make the island work, because you have to have a, a means of exchange. And I borrowed, let's say, ten billion dollars from Elon Musk, right? And Musk puts his face on the currency, and he basically backs the currency. And he charges me seventy-seven point two percent, basically, uh, you know, percent for the borrowing of his money that he has his face on. Remember, it's not backed by anything. By Elon, it's backed by Elon Musk. You know, after ten years, that money's going to double itself by the rule of seventy-two. So after ten years, I not only owe him the original ten billion dollars I borrowed, I owe him another ten billion dollars in interest. Hence, money magic. Babylonian money magic and what the Federal Reserve has done. This is what they've done to the United States since 1913. And so what they've done is they've charged us this usury for the use of their money, but they never printed the interest to pay the money back. In other words, I would owe him $10 billion from the original loan, but another $10 billion in interest, but $10 billion had been printed and not the $10 billion in interest. So I would have to borrow another $10 billion from him just to pay the note. So when you do that, you can track the M1 money supply or the amount of money in circulation, and you no longer have any money in circulation. We have like a $30 trillion national debt now, but we only have several trillion dollars in circulation. That's it. So if we took all the money that was out there in circulation 
and paid it, tried to pay back the national debt. We couldn't do it because the interest was never printed. This is why they want a digital currency. This is why they want to have, quote unquote, a cashless society so that they can manipulate it better without having to print huge amounts of dollar bills. Uh, yesterday, I went to Grant's Farm up here in St. Louis, which is the home of the Clydesdale, you know, horses. And uh, Sharon loves it. She's a big horse girl. She rode for 17 years, hunter jumpers, and she loves the Clydesdale. She loves giant draft horses. And so we got some really nice pictures taken with the Clydesdales, and we went to the gift shop, and they don't take cash at all. Zero cash. It's all credit cards or debit cards. And so I told the girls that are working there, like three girls, I said, well, you ever heard of the book Revelation? No. Have you ever read the Bible? No. We read it in some of the Sunday school, you know, like we were little kids. I said, do you know about the market of beast? No. Do you know about a capitalist society? No. I mean, unbelievable. I mean, they had no idea. Now, why is that? Why in the most prosperous country in the world with TV evangelists everywhere and churches on every street corner, does, does no one here know at this point, nobody that I talked to here knew about the basically mark of the beast now there's some people that i met there are christians and i didn't go into detail with them about this but the reality is, is that just shows you the absolutely horrible job that our christian churches have done about teaching what the bible says <laughs> i mean I, I gotta laugh i mean i really do i'm sorry i mean like i told you the other day in orlando same thing the girl thought she was a christian and thought you know being a pansexual was good you know sex was anything and, I, and I'm like, wait a minute, this is just weird. And so it's the t- signs of our times when everything's been inverted, is, is an inversion. And, and then we have all of these guys that basically come in here and they have lied and lied and lied and lied and lied, you know, to promote this new world order. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's really kind of sick when you stop and think about it. And you remember, when you start to understand how the Deagle report works, you know, these guys really believe that it's time for their fourth industrial revolution. They want to have a fusion of every human being's physical, biological, and digital identities. It's basically a dawning of a new era based on transhumanism and basically exactly what they laid out in New World Order, New World Order, the Brave New World book. But they can't get there until they reset everything and have to kill off the old and bring on the new. Look at that Yuvai Noah Hari, that, 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 that Jew who's a queer, <laughs> who basically was talking. He's a Klaus Schwab's right-hand guy who's also a Jew who's queer. And, and, and you know, I'm, I'm not picking on them being Jews, but they're queer Jews, both of them. And, and they, they want to bring in a, you know, a, 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 a feudal system, okay? These globos had met last week in Geneva, the World Health Assembly, and they've been meeting in Davos, the Economic Forum. And the two cities, Geneva and Davos, are both located in Switzerland, about three hours apart by car. Between these two meetings, the globalist predator class will get their instructions of what to do next as far as this great reset. And all they want to do is have their feudal system back where you will own nothing and you will be happy. And and this is the group that we see continually in the alt media talking about this stuff. You know, you see these pictures of Klaus Schwab walking around. There's another one showed up. He likes to walk around on the beach, you know, naked, just being just uh, – he's oh, gosh, the guy. this time he's wearing little little wings. <laughs> you can't make this they're, – they're, they're a bunch of weirdos. And now they're basically orchestrating this food catastrophe that we have now because Ukraine – and I didn't realize this until this thing started in Ukraine. It's like a bed, bread basket of the world. It is huge. It really is huge. And, and we need to understand this is beyond communism. If it was just communism, it would just it would, these big corporations wouldn't be in on it. It'd be the government, 
This is more fascism with a blend of communism. This is technocracy. It's using the power of data collection and advanced surveillance technology, which, you know, they leverage at every point of contact. They control the medical field, the media, social media, science, education, all at the retail level, and the military and this biosecurity levels. And these are the guys and the creeps and the weirdos and the cabalists who are deliberately driving down the value of the dollar. They've had a hard time doing that, though, because other world currencies are even worse positioned. The Federal Reserve and the banking system force you to pay more for less. To survive, then you're, you know, you basically have to get two jobs or you have to cut back on food or cut back on vacations. This is why Meyer Rothschild said, I care not who makes a country's laws as long as I control its currency. The plan is to price you out of everything to a point where you are renting a small apartment in a city next to a rail line. Replacing your SUV, your gas-guzzling truck or SUV with a tiny little electric car, if you can even afford that, or even a bicycle. Look at China. That's the plan they have for us. Because remember, the Rothschild banking cartel also did the Chinese revolution. That's the same guys who are running everything. You say, well, did China mess up Venezuela? Well, China is directly involved in all of this stuff because China also has a Rothschild-controlled central bank. And the reason Venezuela is such a mess is because they contracted the M1 money supply in Venezuela and they stopped giving them loans from the international banking cartels in order to run their petrochemical industry. That's why they can't get the oil out of the ground and why their processing plants are closed. That's the biggest problem they've got in Venezuela is the fact that they allow themselves to be go, to go into bed with the socialist government of, you know, of China. Who basically is also, you know, like I said, run by the Rothschild banking cartels, who also run our central banks. All of this stuff is linked together with all these corporations that they now own because of State Street, BlackRock, and Vanguard, and it's all part of this new world order. And it's so complicated when you look at it for the very first time, but then after you look at it for a few times and you start studying it, it becomes simpler because you start to realize that wait a minute, this is the same old group, same old program. They did it to Rome. They did it to Germany. They created World War One, World War II, the Civil War. And now we have the 100-year memorial coming up on the Lincoln Monument up there in D.C., which if I was president, I would do everything I could to have that thing torn down. He's a communist also, friends with Karl Marxist. It's the same group that has been trying to take over the world for thousands of years, actually, to bring it back to their old world order after Jesus threw a big wrench in everything when he was, you know, crucified when he resurrected it was resurrected and sits at the right hand of god the father almighty right now i mean he threw a big wrench into their deal that's why you got to keep your hearts and your minds in christ he's the only answer we have this is the same group from these ancient canaanite religions kabbalist luciferian groups that have run the planet for thousands and thousands of years and caused the flood of noah to take place this is the same group and when you understand that Everything starts making more sense as far as why the Bible says what it says about this stuff. But guys, resist it with every fiber in your being and don't allow these people to take advantage of you. Don't do it. Stay out of debt to the best of your ability. Really, really, really important. Also, what do you think, bud? What's your next story? Well, what we've seen now is the problem that a lot of these globalist boys haven't really fully you know, anticipated is that the American drive and want to be able to travel to be able to move to be able to explore to be able to see new things has been pretty much the bedrock of the american ideology from the very beginning you know we're gonna travel up the oregon trail and go up to montana if we want and go find a plot of land and you know run cattle want to travel out to california and go start looking for gold 
This has been embedded in our society for hundreds of years now to be able to travel, to do whatever you want. And vehicles are the last ability to be able to travel freely, unmolested on your way. And we've built a very, very large, very effective, actually, for the most part, well-maintained infrastructure here in this country, for the most part of it. And so they can't stand that people have the ability to travel still. And that's what they're trying to do with the fuel. That's why they have Union Pacific controls all the DEF fluid that comes out of the basically fertilizer manufacturing facilities. That's why they mandated that diesels have to have DEFs, even though it's not effective at all in the long run. I told you guys on Hagman the other day, I talked to a tuner that I knew about a year ago. He used to do a lot of diesel tuning. And he said with the proper tuning, the fuel-to-air ratio in the newer diesels, they could remove move the DEF filters, the DPF filters, the giant obnoxious filters that collect up all the soot and then burn it off with urea, they could remove those filters, tune the vehicle conservatively and cleanly, and actually have very little more emissions, slightly more emissions than with having no no filters on there. But yet the vehicle would, instead of getting 12 miles a gallon, would get 22 miles a gallon. So it would burn almost half as much diesel fuel total which is much more efficient, and yet only has a slight bit more pollution. That's what the EPA didn't want anybody to talk about. That's why they quietly mandated that all these trucks had to have DPF filters in 2008. This is what they're trying to do. I saw an article earlier now, the New York Times over Memorial Day, is now blaming, they're blaming the entire American populace for record high fuel prices, not because of bumbling Mifun Biden, not because he shut down just about every factor of independency when it comes to energy, but because Americans are refusing to drive and travel and go on vacation. I kid you not. That's what the New York Times did. They did a giant hit piece on Americans for refusing to slow down on their traveling and being basically not staying home for the summer because, you know, that's what we're supposed to do now. The COVID showed everybody. It was a giant test to see if people could stay home, and they did. And a lot of people lost their minds doing it. <laughs> they wanted to go out and do stuff. And they went on to say here in this article, it's insane. It said, motors have not done much to burn less fuel, the Times wrote. The article praised high gas prices as a reason for drivers to purchase very expensive electric vehicles, which it claimed would cause prices to fall. The article noted, however, that high gas prices have failed to drop because consumers have not made the big changes they needed by purchasing more efficient vehicles and have not cut back on their driving, traveling, or vacations. It's exactly what Dad just said. They want people to be forced on their homes. The problem with it is the American culture has always been built around being able to travel and go on vacation and go see things and drive pretty much anywhere you wanted to go throughout all the states. You know, We don't have border checkpoints. In every state. We don't come out of Florida and go into Georgia and have to have a checkpoint to show your passport. We're free to travel throughout this entire country. Now, there's some states I'd rather not travel into, like Chicago, Illinois, or you know, basically California, <laughs> New York, certain states that I just won't go to because they do not recognize my right to be able to carry a firearm. But nonetheless, I have the right to either not travel there or travel there. And this is what they're trying to do, and this is why I've encouraged so many people to continue to stand up and make your voices heard, with, especially with local areas and everything else, because they're going to keep trying to push this. This fuel is going to be the main culprit they use to try to force everything down. The problem with it is they can only speculate and push it up so high so fast because the market essentially knows real numbers, and they're starting to see now what's happening. And the problem with it is now, too, a lot of people are starting to realize what's happening with the World Economic Forum and what their overall goal is. That's why people are starting to push back. 
But the younger generation is what they're going after, exactly what Dad said. That's why when you talk to a lot of young kids now, they're they're so brainwashed into thinking this whole LGBTQRSTUVWXYZ agenda is something that's basically totally cool and hip. Well, because they keep getting told that. And eventually you take that generation and you keep brainwashing them that guns are bad, bullets are bad, anything you do to defend yourself is bad. Well, they're pretty much going to be totally okay with supporting full-blown gun confiscation registration over the next 10 to 20 years. You watch and see if I'm wrong because that's why they're brainwashing them. That's what all this is about. And I saw that statement when Biden said the other day, he said the Second Amendment was never absolute. You couldn't, you couldn't go buy as many guns as you wanted. You couldn't go buy a cannon when they put that into place. And Au contraire to the moron in office, you could buy as many firearms and possess as much ball and powder as you wanted and make, build, possess, shoot, sell any trading cannon you wanted. There's no restriction. You have to go get a tax stamp on a cannon. You don't have to pay a fee on it. You didn't have restrictions on how much ball and powder you could have or how many rifles you had in your house. There was zero restrictions on any firearms. If you could make it and it worked, that was it. The only thing you couldn't, you couldn't walk around and shoot people for no reason. That's that's usually pretty good, you know, law of the land. But other than that, dude, get out of here. But again, this is what he keeps saying this. If he says it long enough and he repeats it long enough and the mainstream media repeats it long enough and the young generation continues to hear it in their thick skull, they'll start believing it. They'll start going along with it and saying, oh, well, there, there has to be restrictions on it. Dude, there are so many restrictions on the books for firearm laws right now in the United States. It's insanity. And the fact of the matter is it's already illegal to kill people, newsflash. It's already illegal to go rob a bank. It's already illegal to go brandish a firearm and threaten somebody with it. All these things are illegal, yet somehow they still keep happening. And again, I told you before, there really needs to be a true independent investigation into this whole thing in Texas. Now they're saying the Department of Justice is going to look into the failure of law enforcement not going in. No, they're not. I personally think that part of the Justice Department and part of the basically FBI and the CIA were involved in this silly thing. It's the only thing that made sense about it all. You get a stand-down order for an entire hour, stay outside and not go into school. When you just had two months ago a school shooting training with simunition in the school about teaching the law enforcement how to engage the target and distract him and flank him and everything else. I was reading all about it two months ago, that active school shooter drill with simunition. Two months ago, full training on how to handle it. Suddenly – it happens, and, oh, we can't go in there. You're not allowed to go in. Just exactly like what happened in Parkland shooting with Sheriff Israel giving a stand-down order and not letting the SWAT team to go in and the sheriff to go in. No, nah, I don't buy it one bit. Also, too, in other news, more news is coming out now about Anthony Fauci's National Institute of Health now actually funding research to identify treatments and PCR tests for monkeypox shortly before the virus began spreading allegedly. They're saying the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease has come under scrutiny for funding the bat COVID research in Wuhan. Well, now we're also finding out they funded research into potential cures and testing shortly before the disease was starting to spread. They said curious timing of the NIAID grant comes amid pharmacist giants, including Pfizer and Johnson, making record-level profits due to the COVID pandemic. The grant supported the randomized placebo-controlled trial of the safety and efficacy of tetrovirement for the treatment of patients with monkeypox and virus diseases. Also went into detail on how to isolate it so they could use a PCR test to identify monkeypox. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, guys. The 
The PCR test is back in action. They are now getting ready to roll out the PCR test to tell everybody to start testing for monkeypox and what they can do to basically treat it. (laughs) The funding began basically to be submitted in September 2020th has not generated any publicly available studies, guides, papers, or patents now. Similarity between monkeypox, they're now saying in COVID, is similar. And the National Institute of Health grant database showed $9.8 million was sent to Lato's Biomedical Research, which partners with the NIH National Cancer Institute to operate Frederick National Laboratory for Cancer Center in 2021 to research this goes on further to say the grant, which was set to conclude on September 27, 2025, was distributed to Lori Dodd, who serves the mathematical statistician and the biostatistics research branch. The grant also follows a national pulse, which just came out now with an article showing that the Wuhan Institute of Virology researched, or basically researched assembling strains of the monkeypox virus to be able to conduct PCR tests accurately to identify if people were positive for it. Oh, yeah, that was going on. During COVID, by the way, and now suddenly we're finding out now that these they're starting to have this stuff spread among all these um, gay events. And what's ironic about this, you'll like this. So the World Health Organization supposedly supposed to be like the beacon of truth about world health. Well, they have basically stated that there's no reason to cancel any of the gay pride month giant parades and orgies they have set up because they said, well, you know what? There's no reason to do this right now. Even though the uh, monkeypox cases are on the rise primarily in the homosexual community, uh, we're not recommending that anybody stave off any of their activities now for the June gay orgy agenda that they're trying to promote across the world. (laughs) But, But wait a minute. Wait a minute. In 2020, we were told if you were an essential and you weren't deemed essential by the government, you couldn't even keep your business open. Right? Didn't, didn't that happen in the World World Health Organization say that too? Yeah, they did say that. So, oh, all of a sudden now we have the monkeypox virus spreading in the gay community and they're not recommending anybody turn down their festivities? No, of course not because they know exactly what they've got planned on this. And now that I find out the NIH is involved in this and they were doing grants to basically figure out how to make the PCR test work on monkeypox, there's a high probability they're going to try to roll this thing out right before the midterms to get everybody spooked again so that they can go in and try to corrupt the entire aspect of the national election state by state. This is my opinion on that because I don't think this thing's over with. Remember I told you, COVID pretty much lost its pizzazz. Everybody pretty much had enough of it. You know, you, you still have the walking morons that are around outside. You know, the other day, me and my buddy walked out of a restaurant and uh, this guy's walking up the sidewalk and he puts up his net gator real fast. You know, thin little net gator you wear like when you're fishing. You almost see through it. And my buddy looked at him and goes, oh, you better make sure you put that face mask on to protect me. And he was, my friends would be grossly sarcastic. And the guy goes, oh, well, you know what? If, if it makes people feel better when I wear it, then I don't have a bit of problem of doing that. And my buddy looked at him and he goes, that's about the answer I expected out of somebody like you. And we just walked off and he goes, oh, oh yeah, well, you know, I'm, I'm just here to help people out. And like just walks to the restaurant. And I'm like, what an idiot. I'm like, I can't even come up with a stupider response than that. Not to mention you're wearing a net gator out in public and it's 90 degrees outside, outside I might add. And you're wearing this fishing gator that um, does absolutely nothing. You can see through it. But again, that's how brainwashed a lot of people are still been from this. And so it won't take 
much propaganda from the media and many bad photos of monkeypox lesions and a few fake videos that they produce. And all they will do have people clamoring to get the next shot that they're already rolling out right now, telling people you have to lock down, slow down your travel, make sure you continue to do what the CDC and the WHO tells you because obviously they're the only ones that know how to prevent anything, as I've told numerous people that have emailed me now. The protocol for any viral infection stays the same. It's the vitamin C, high doses, micro doses throughout the whole day, along with the D3, with the quercetin and the vitamin C, the zinc, and the potassium iodide. Stacks right on the website. I've used it repeatedly. I still take it every day. It works very well to keep your immune system strong, regardless of what you're anticipating being exposed to. But as we're starting to see the supply chain starting to break down with a lot of different things, the main culprit I think that's really going to be used, a lot of this stuff is going to be used to make as an excuse is the food. Think about it for a second. What easier way to make an excuse on why you can't get food to stores and why food prices are going up as another alleged pandemic or pandemic as I should call it? Because they always have to have some type of excuse. You know, they use the COVID as an excuse to stop the economic engine of the world, which was the United States pretty much, and told people you can't work. They use COVID as an excuse to promote their socialist agenda to start handing people checks and defer rent and defer mortgages and allow people to pretty much live off the government for two years while the government spent trillions of dollars. Nobody knows where that money went. I mean, just, just, I, mean I, I broke it down one time on the first bill, and they're giving like $50 billion to this museum and another $10 million here, another half a million dollars for cleaning. And, what, and it, was, it was just insanity. I mean it was, it was literally just money, money funneling, funneling everywhere. And this is what they did. They always have an excuse for why something happens. When you have to dig down deep, you find out who really did it. Then you can expose them. Then you can address it. And then you can blast it out on the news, on the media, on social media platforms, and really try to get it out there to wake other people up as much as you can. What do you think, Deb? Well, that's what we try to do every day, Austin. We try to tell enough people enough stuff that people can tell their friends about it and just, you know, Start telling the people the truth because what, what's funny is that, you know, we try to – like the thing I just did a few minutes ago with the Federal Reserve Bank explaining how when they take the money out of circulation, there's not enough money to pay back the national debt. We literally could not pay the national debt if we wanted to. I mean, we'd have to literally mortgage the entire country, which we pretty much have already done, to the Federal Reserve Banks. And so we try to do it from a basic standpoint where, you know, people that are just listening go, wow, okay, that explains why we have so many problems. Same thing with the monkeypox and all the other stuff. I mean, it's just another joke. And the failed PC, now the failed PCR test is back with a vengeance for monkeypox. I mean, uh, this, it's already been proven it doesn't work. And now we're having all these people that are running around, like you said, they're wearing masks again. I see that here in St. Louis, but not as much as I see in Orlando. Orlando's worse because you got all the, um, the limpers down there and all the weirdos, you know, in Orlando. It's weird. I mean, here I am, you know, in St. Louis, and I can actually say to you that I enjoy the people here more because very few people are wearing masks here. But, but the problem is, is that now you have this, this person who's trying to be a, a social warrior, I guess your friend's friend, who wants to run around with a net gator around his nose so he can protect everybody else and make himself feel good about himself. It's that virtuing, self-virtuing signals that we talked about, you know, months ago, how people do that because I'm, I'm sacrificing my life for you. I, 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 I'm such a good person. I, I, I'm going to protect you. And you know, Jim Rohn, and I love this one of my, one of Jim Rohn's best little things he talked about one time he said that he was talking about parents and he said that you know people 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 don't want 
you sacrificing your life for them. They don't want that. They don't want you sacrificing your life for them. And when you tell them that you've sacrificed your life for them, they don't find it admirable. They find it objectionable. And see, and that's the thing that people need to get is if it's objectionable to the people around you, why in the world, you know, are you doing it? You know, I, I you know, my, my mother, I, and I love her. God rest her soul. You know, she used to always say, I'm doing this for my children. I'm doing this for my children. And we used to say, why? You know, and I, I got it that you got to be a good parent. You got to do what's right, but you can't sacrifice and compromise your own life uh, as a parent for your children. And I, here's what I always tell my kids. Here's the deal. I say, look, guys, listen to me. We're raising you for 18 years. Now, if you want us to keep raising you past that, it's going to be a give take. I'm going to pay, I'm going to play checkers with you. If you do what you're supposed to do, we're playing the game of checkers and I do what I'm supposed to do and everything's going well and you treat us with respect, you know, and, you know, and you're courteous and nice to us, we will at that point, you know, continue to support you through your college years. If you do not, we won't. If you want to do things that we don't like, then basically at this point, we're going to have to figure out, you know, how to get you out on your own. That's all we can do. I can't support you if you're disrespectful. See, and this is the thing that we have to tell everybody in our lives, isn't it? You know, and that's what we try to teach people on this show is that we're trying our best to help people to the best of our abilities. Uh, give me, like, you know, here, here's something that just came out. And this, and this wasn't helpful for anybody. You know, Donald Trump's son, you know, good old Mr. You know, trust fund baby. He, he decides to go out and lecture people now about what's happening, you know, in this shooting. And, and you know, and then uh, one of the one of the one of the comments said, just shut up already. We're sick of people like you. You know, you, you walked away like you really walked away from your family. And he goes, another guy says we have they paid them five million a year to stay out of their way. These are trust fund babies. Now, some of the things that Donald Trump Jr. said is correct. But he went on this wild rant about wokeness and laziness causing school shootings. Now, I will say this, considering the fact that he had a serial philanderer, you know, who basically accosted women constantly and grabbed them by their private parts, who became president of the United States as a mentor and as an example of his father, it seems as though he's come out of that pretty decent. But don't pretend like you're some, you know, some person struggling to pay your bills. And now here's what he did. He took the rumble on Saturday to express his frustration over the school shooting, blaming wokeness and laziness. He lamented over a New York Times article that quoted Adrian Reese, the mother of the shooter, Salvador Ramos, asking for the community to forgive her son. Okay, Ramos stormed about Rob Elementary School in Texas on Tuesday morning, killing the 19 children. He, and here's what Trump said. He said he had his reasons for killing 19 fourth graders at an elementary school. Well, maybe this is the reason. You know, you weren't not supposed to judge this piece of garbage to start shot with. Uh, I, I'm trying to read this, and basically he he, he writes awful. He goes, "Here's the, I'm going to read this one. This one instead. This is so much of the problem in our society. There's always an excuse. There's no accountability ever. We are not allowed to actually say anything about it. We're supposed to see something, say something, but we all know that you actually see something and say something. You're labeled a bigot. It's not the gun." It's not the sociopath welding it, folks. He said it wasn't for the, this kid, this gun, this, for the gun, the kid would be well-adjusted. Okay? He goes, he could done the same thing with a bomber with a machete. He says, we can't acknowledge what the actual causes are here. It's not, you know, a drug addict mother, a missing father, lack of religion, indoctrination programs for our schools, you cra- crazy teachers teaching some of the garbage that I've been talking about. None of those things Trump implemented. It's obviously not the total lack of any discipline, patience, or perseverance. 
you know that's gone from society and it's nothing to do with that guy. Okay. His, his quotes are so bad. I'm sorry. I had to read them that way, but it was, they were almost so coherent. But a lot of what he said was true because it's going back down to the educational system, teaching all of this political correctness and this social welfare nonsense and all the other garbage that they promote with quoteness. I mean, this kid was, this kid was running around in a dress. This kid was doing everything he possibly could to be a transgender. This kid has some serious, serious mental issues. But sadly, we sit right back and we look at what's going on and we go, wow, this is crazy. But then the kid does something like this and we want to blame guns. And Trump's right about that. He really is. It has nothing to do with guns. What it has to do with is the fact that we have destroyed the educational system in the United States. We have well, we haven't done it. The Kabbalists have. They've destroyed the educational system in the United States. They've destroyed the families in the United States. They've done all of this stuff. I mean, it's really, really sad to me that we're sitting here in a situation where these people have come in and done this to the United States of America. I mean, it really, really, really is. And, and now you see what's going on with everything that we have. And, and you know, it, it, one guy in an activist post, post he, he he wrote it. He said. Kill switch and detentions. You know, the Bush era FOIA documents reveal government plans for apolitic events. And we start seeing how the government has planned for everything that's happening because the government has been completely and totally taken over by these crazy, crazy, crazy weirdos. And now they're giving the government all of this stuff. The same thing they did with Operation Valkyrie in Germany during World War II. They had a contingency set up in the event that Hitler was killed because they were planning on killing Hitler. And this is what they've done. And so much of what's happened in our society today is based on the Third Reich, including the Enabling Act that was done in 1933, giving Hitler the power of a Fuhrer in the United States. And, and this is what's so strange about all of it. We sit back and we look at it and we go, well, that shouldn't have happened, that shouldn't have happened, and that shouldn't have happened, but it all did. You know, because the Enabling Act became the Patriot Act. There was 1,500 pages that had already been pre-written before 9-11 happened. And see, we see this stuff and we wonder, why in the world is this going on the way it is? And why are these people basically not thinking through what they've done to the United States? But then we have to ask ourselves, yes, it's not that they haven't basically thought through it. They've thought through it very, very, very carefully. They have done everything they possibly can in order to destroy the United States. They really have including the introduction of aspartame. I'm going to stop about for a second and talk about a health thing real quick. You know, I'm here right now at what, real close to Washington University where Dr. John Aldi, uh, I'm not sure if he's still there or not, but he wrote a whole bunch of articles on increasing brain tumor rates and a link to aspartame. Here, right here, it's PubLed. I'm going to post it on the website. And I thought about this yesterday when we were driving through town, and I saw Washington University because back in the 90s, Dr. John Aldi, O-L-N-E-Y, was one of the top, proponents against the use of aspartame because it was linked to brain tumors, brain cancer, seizures and headaches and optic nerve degradation. And we see all of this stuff going on by the globalists doing this for years and years now, increasing brain cancer rates, giving us all kinds of diseases. Right now we have a big shortage of organs in the United States as far as human organs like livers and kidneys. The reason we're having so many kidneys destroyed in the United States is because people continue to eat bread and wheat products that have been soaked down with glyphosate or Roundup, and that destroys kidney function. You can have a piece of bread every once in a while, but you can't be eating it regularly unless it's organic. But don't ever eat any wheat products because 95% of all wheat in the United States is sprayed with glyphosate a week before it's harvested with Roundup to increase the crop yield. They do it with airplanes. They spray it right out of the airplanes with Roundup. Glyphosate was linked to over 20 different types of cancer, including kidney failure. 
So, guys, please stay away from bread. If you're going to do it, do it organic. I love you guys. I appreciate you. I'll be heading home tomorrow, so you guys pray for me for the flight. And you guys are absolutely awesome. I think you guys are the best in the world. I have not yet had the opportunity to pray for you this morning, but we're going to pray as soon as we get off the air. Austin, finish it up, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Absolutely. And you're spot on about that. I've always told people that as far as when it comes to bread, not just from the glyphosate health standpoint, that's probably the most important factor of it, but also, too, if you're trying to maintain healthy body composition. It's literally impossible to eat large amounts of bread on a regular basis and stay lean in good shape. It's impossible. I've, I've attempted to try to do it before back in my bodybuilding days, you know, experimentation and off-season and stuff like that, and you can't do it. That happened, period. And I get it. It's, well, there's some bread that's really, really good, especially you've got some olive oil with it and some, you know, some different seasoning. But at the end of the day, it, you're not going to get lean on bread. It was yesterday. It was stopped by this restaurant with the kids. We went and saw Top Gun, the new one. Excellent film, by the way. And it's funny. It's breaking, like, all blockbuster records now. They're, like, $150 million its opening weekend, I think, or opening first couple days. And uh, great movie. They did a fantastic job with it. It's the aerial stuff, the shots are just incredible with the F-18. It's, it's really cool to see that plane go into detail with a lot of stuff they're doing with it. And what's interesting about it, though, is before we went and saw the film, we stopped by a um, restaurant. And they've got these bison burgers that I always like, like real true certified free-range bison. Well, I ordered it, and I ordered it with like a little bit of blue cheese with some um, caramelized onions, like the whole thing. Well, as soon as I got it, I just pulled both the buns off, and I ordered it with broccoli and basically ate a big bison burger with the toppings on it with, you know, as far as the, the lettuce and tomato and mushrooms and caramelized onions and ate it with the broccoli, and that was it. Never even touched the bread. And there's a reason why. A, I know the buns are not organic. B, I'm not trying to add a bunch of empty calories. If you eat a bison burger, you know, you get a nice six, eight-ounce patty of bison burger with some good, clean toppings on it with some broccoli, that's actually a really, really, really clean meal. Now, I don't recommend eating red meat, you know, every single day, all day, just because it'll make your blood too thick. you got to make sure you're drinking enough water, especially if you're exercising and you're getting hot and you're dehydrated like you're training outside. But it's not difficult to drop weight. But the biggest one you have to cut out are the, the carbohydrates that basically come from bread and stuff. If you need carbs and you're trying to basically get energy for training, then you can use some organic brown rice. But the biggest one staying away from is the wheat, staying away from the bread, staying away from the alcohol, and staying away from the sugar. That's it. And I, I've, I've talked to numerous people about that. You know, They start wanting to get back in shape. So, those are it. so you got to cut out the alcohol, you got to cut out the sugar, you got to cut out the bread. Those are the three main ones you got to chop out. If you chop those out and you actually do it consistently – you pretty much invariably will always lose weight, especially if you control your portions, five to six to seven meals a day, meaning you're eating a meal about every two hours. Clean meal, keep the metabolism up, throw in the thyroid support, which will really get your thyroid pumping out. You can also throw in the cinnamon extract too, which is really good for each meal to stabilize blood sugar so you don't end up having an insulin spike. That's also a really, really important one as well that you throw in on there. So again, it's not that difficult as long as you stay consistent with it about 80 to 90% of the time. And that's the issue that I've run into with a lot of people where they want to try to do it is they'll start eating really clean and they'll do it really good for like two or three weeks and they start getting results and they fall back off of it. Remember, your body's on pretty much usually about a two to three week delay of what results you're going to see. What you're doing currently right now and you change dramatically and you start eating super clean right now, you're not going to see many visible results on it or many visible results by the scale for about two weeks. 
takes your body about that to catch up. Unless you take like atrial or something, you're basically, you know, emptying your colon out because you got a bunch of toxins in it and you lose some weight like that. But overall, visual appearance, you won't start seeing stuff for about two to three weeks. And so that's the funny part is that people start training, you know, they're in it for a month, they'll start getting results, they start feeling better. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, well, you know, I'm getting good results now. I can start cheating again every day and I can start eating junk food and fast food every day. And then boom, goes right back to the way they were. It doesn't, you don't want to be a diet. You want to be a lifestyle. It's just how you continually eat. And then 10% of the time, you kind of pick up what you want to cheat on as far as with food and you go that realm. So again, a lot of different ways to do it. We also have great recipes in the Eat Clean and Be Healthy book as well on the website you can check out. So thank you again for the continued support. Last day of the ultimate multiple capsules on Super Summer Sale right now. Be sure to check it out on the website at healthmasters.com. We're constantly having different specials and things that we're rolling out to everybody. Continue trying to keep everybody as healthy as possible. Also, too, if you guys have seen the magnesium brain food capsules, I told you guys about that a couple weeks ago. Those are still up on the front page of the website along with the immune system support kit. And be sure to vote for what you want to see win. It looks like the adrenal support and the prostate support are going head in head as far as their voting. And uh, vote for what you guys want to see win. And it will go on sale tomorrow, and you guys will be sure to check it out. So thank you for staying strong. And holding your convictions, my friends, and constantly talking to people and just being vocal about stuff. Don't be rude. You don't have to be militant about it, but get your point across. It's okay for people to have differing opinions. That concept seems to elude everybody now in today's culture. So continue to stay strong. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.